I don't think you can understate it. 2024 has just become the most important year in the history of Ole Miss football. This is the Locked On Ole Miss podcast. You are locked on Ole Miss. Your daily podcast on the Ole Miss Rebels. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Ole Miss Podcast. I am your host, Stephen Willis. Thank you for tuning in today. Hope everybody had a fantastic weekend and enjoyed that Super Bowl last night. Anyway, thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss Podcast your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast. Do us a favor, subscribe to the YouTube channel, hit the bell, upvote those things as well. We'd appreciate it very much. Also, LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash lockedoncollege. That's linkedin.com slash lockedoncollege to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. All right. 2024 has just become the most important year in the history of Ole Miss football, and let me explain why. Texas and Oklahoma obviously is coming into the league. That, that, that is going to happen. They're coming into the league. They're going to start playing. And the schedule that has been abhorrent for a decade is finally going to get fixed. We will talk about how that will happen as the week goes on and potentially some things like will LSU get back Halloween weekend um, when this new schedule comes out. What, will that game happen that weekend? That's what we want to have happen. We'll see what happens whenever – Ole Miss and the SEC goes to this model. Now, 2024 with Texas and Oklahoma, the new scheduling model, it's going to look different. You're not really able to predict anything at this point in time. All we know is that Ole Miss is going to be really good. All the talent is there for Ole Miss to be a really good football team. And in the era of the 12-team playoff, which is starting next year, Ole Miss has a legit chance to make that playoff. A potential home game in the first round of the playoff in Vaught-Hemingway Stadium against another team that is having a banner year. Everything is on the table for Ole Miss football. This is everything we're building to. 2023 is going to be important as a team, okay? So the 2020. Three team will be important. We'll have to figure out quarterback position, Pete Golding, defense year one. All of that stuff will be legit questions for this Ole Miss team. But starting with the 2024 season, it gets real. It gets really real. It's the reason that coaches make $9 million a year. It's the reason that players are now getting paid. These games will be meaningful. The ratings will be out off the charts, and everybody should look forward to them. Now, why is this playoff important? Well, let's just go back in time. We basically concocted our own Blue Bloods over the years because they were always there. It was designed by media so they didn't have to take up so much memory of actually what's going on. Okay, Notre Dame is always good. Let's put them in the top five. That is what I'm talking about. And that moved on to the BCS, where it was like, hey, we need to take this out of these media members' hands that basically just starts out with and throws stuff at a wall, see what sticks, 
and let's put it in the computer's hands. And the BCS was born. And a championship game was set to where one was going to play number two every year. And that worked every year but one. Um, and that was, I think it was 2004. But eventually, it got to the point where LSU played Alabama in a BCS championship game. Alabama dominated that game. Um, I think LSU didn't cross the 50-yard line. I think that was in 2012 or something like that. And the outcry from around the country was palpable to have an SEC versus SEC championship game. So at that point, they had to invent the plus one model. Because that's what we've had since 2014 is the plus one model. Well, the problem that they created with that plus one model was it made six teams that was able to recruit to that. These games are important. There's six teams that have a legit chance to get there, and they basically divided up the top 60 players in the country amongst six teams. And talent separated from those a little bit below them. So parity in college football became less. Well, once it goes to 12 teams and you have 20 to 25 teams that can now recruit to the playoff on top of NIL, on top of everything else, the parity in college football and the number of players going to certain places, it's going to drop. You're going to have other teams competing at the table than the original six that was going on, where you had six or seven teams that all had a legit chance to get to the Final Four but nobody else really did. I mean, it's interesting. It is one of those things that's really interesting. But now that it's going to be a 12-team playoff, you're probably going to have 25 teams that can recruit to the playoffs. So those top 60 players, instead of six teams going to, it's going to be dominated by 12. So that's half the number of super elite players going to these programs on top of NIL and everything else which is going to help create a little bit of parity in college football. I'm all for it. Now, the other thing is the top 12 allows teams like Ole Miss to have a legit chance to get into the tournament. And if they get in the tournament, you don't know what can happen. People are going to try and prognosticate. Getting into the tournament is the most important thing. It's not getting into the tournament with a one seed. How many teams with one seeds – um, end up going to the championship. If you look at it, like this year, you got Kansas City and Philadelphia. Yeah, that happens, you know, that okay. But the New York Giants have two Super Bowl wins, so I think they came in as the sixth seed in the NFC, which would have been, you know, if you look at the 12 teams, there you go. So it'll be a, more of a situation where a team can get hot, go on a run, real similar to Ole Miss did in Omaha. Now, I'm very excited about that because Ole Miss with a chance to get into that inaugural playoff and potentially host a playoff game, massively important. It would be a seminal moment for this program and not one that should be taken lightly. And I am very, obviously, you can tell by the sound of my voice, I am fired up about what 2024 can bring. It is so important. It is massive. It is unbelievably huge. Because, not just of what it means, where we are and the ability to get there. Remember, 2021, Ole Miss would have been in this playoff field. Easily. Probably a home game. 
This is possible. Two sugar bowls, you're good. If you go to an access bowl, theoretically, it should translate a little bit to this. Ole Miss has a peach bowl, two sugar bowls. That's three times since 2014 they would have been in this field, likely. Incredibly interesting. Anyway, this show is brought to you by LinkedIn. As a small business owner and or hiring manager, you know that success in 2023 all depends on team members you surround yourself with. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. With LinkedIn Jobs, you can hire qualified candidates more efficiently by matching opening roles with people who have skills, values, and experience to help achieve your goals. Now, they go beyond the resume data by using insights from your job post company and their 875 member member profiles. That's nearly 10% of the world's population. That's a ton of profiles. I don't I don't think anybody knows exactly how big of a number that is. But anyway, the point is your resumes are going to get probably get put in front of the most qualified candidates because you know they have it all together. LinkedIn Jobs makes it easy to screen and rate applicants based on your job qualifications all in one platform. It's why businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. It's LinkedIn Jobs. It helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash lockedoncollege. That's linkedin.com slash lockedoncollege to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. All right, thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. Make sure you check out the brand new podcast, Locked On College Basketball. Everything you need to know about college basketball in one place. Plus, you get to hear from big-name experts, insiders, coaches, and players. It's really win-win there. But Locked On College Basketball is available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcast. Now, in the first segment, we talked about 2024 and how important it could be. In the first year of the playoff and everything's going on, It's going to be absolutely massive. And another portion of that 2024 season will be Texas and Oklahoma coming into the Southeastern Conference. Now, my take on this probably is not going to be shared by many people. Now, the difference between the Big 12 and the SEC is the Big 12 usually has three teams that are elite super teams that at some point can jump up and get you. Two of them are Texas and Oklahoma. They're going to come over to the SEC to where they're just another of six or seven or eight teams that have a chance to jump up and get you. That's what makes the SEC so good. But it's not another animal that you need to be afraid of. They're not going from AAA baseball to the um, NFL or major leagues. They're not going um, from the D-League to the NBA. They're going from a slightly less competitive conference to a slightly more competitive conference. So a good team is a good team regardless if they're Texas, Oklahoma or not. If you have a good team, you're going to be able to compete in the SEC. Ole Miss has done it for the past three years. If you have a good team, you can get there. They recruit really well. You're talking about recruiting classes that are in the top 10 in the country. Texas has more money than they know what to do with. In this age of NIL, it's not going to be a problem to recruit. So I am looking forward 
to a little bit of the general SEC fans. It's like, oh, Texas and Oklahoma is not ready for this. And that line of thinking and having to eat much that much crow because there are going to be receipts saved at the end of this. And, and Texas is going, probably going to go like nine and three and Oklahoma might go eight and four. And everybody's going to like, see? And it's like, well, Oklahoma went six and seven this year and Texas went eight and four. At the end of the day, there's not much difference between the conferences. The only thing that is different between the conferences is the outward perception that it gets. Texas A&M, his first year, won 10 games. Missouri has two SEC East titles. That happened in a decade of them coming into the league. And this was them coming into a league right off of Florida and LSU and Alabama winning national champions, real similar to what Texas and Oklahoma is going to walk into. Now, is the SEC a good conference? Yes. Is it the best conference in the country? Yes. Is it that much better than the Big 12? No. Now, Georgia might be better than TCU by four or five touchdowns. That's that's not debatable. But Texas being there... Are they really going to be an underdog to Auburn? Are they really going to be an underdog to LSU? Necessarily. Now, good teams, they can jump up and get you from time to time. But it's not something that is going to, I don't know, be transcendent. The SEC, like I said, the best conference in college football. That's bar none. Just look at the national championships, the playoff stat. The stats are all there. But... There's a narrative that has been created that the SEC is essentially like moving up to the NFL light and everybody else is playing a different game, and that's simply not the case. If you're recruiting well, you're pretty good. Ask Ohio State. Ohio State played really well against Georgia in that semifinal game. Probably should have won the game. The Big Ten showed relatively well. And the team that boat raced Ohio State got beat by TCU in the playoff. It's not that much of a gap. That's my point. So don't expect Texas and Oklahoma to come into the SEC and throw up a four and eight, throw up a five and seven. That that's just not going to happen. I expect nine and three, maybe an eight and four, something like that. But they're not going to come in and throw up a a horrible score. They're not going to 12-putt their entrance into this league. If you're thinking they will, you're going to be disappointed. Now, if you think Texas and Oklahoma is going to come in and do exactly what they did in the Big 12, probably not going to do that either. Because, like I said, a 11-1 in the Big 12, okay? If you have an 11-1, if Oklahoma is going 11-1, that equates to to a 9-3 in the SEC. But with a 12-team playoff, which we talked about in the first segment, that 9-3 doesn't hurt you. There's a likely you can get into the tournament with that 9-3 record. And this meat grinder that the SEC is going to become gets a chance to be really special, really fun. Gets to be next level. And it should be really interesting to everybody involved, honestly. Should be fun. But I'm looking forward 
to Texas coming in the league. Um, it's one of those situations. Texas A&M fans have annoyed me over time. And bringing Texas in the league is kind of like, hey, you've got a pest problem. Bring in their natural predator. So I'm going to enjoy watching them go back and forth. I'm going to enjoy Oklahoma kind of sitting back and looking at everybody go back and forth. I'm looking forward to see if Oklahoma and Arkansas becomes a legit game. They've played like 14 times in 100 years. I want to see what that game can become. I am really unbelievably over the moon excited about Texas and Oklahoma coming into the SEC. Over the moon. I'm looking forward to all things that could transpire. But most importantly, I'm looking forward to seeing what Ole Miss can do. You know, Ole Miss, the last time they played Texas, they beat Texas. The last time they played Oklahoma, they beat Oklahoma. This isn't like some kind of foreign concept that's going on. Ole Miss won a national championship in baseball, beating Oklahoma. Texas has more college World Series wins than most any other school. More than most appearances. So, Baseball is going to be really good in the SEC moving forward. Softball is going to be really good in the SEC moving forward. Women's basketball, basketball, everything is helped by bringing Texas and Oklahoma into the league. It was a no-brainer. It's the reason that whenever Texas A&M was stomping their feet with their fingers in their ears running around trying to keep Texas from being able to get into the conference, that everybody ignored them. And everybody else needs to realize that Oklahoma and Texas is not going to come into the SEC and do the same thing they did in the Big 12. Because while in the Big 12, there maybe was one other school that could say with a very mousy, sheepish sheepish voice, and I don't know if we should do that. In the SEC, you got six teams that will just say no. We'll do them exactly like we did Texas A&M. That is why that doesn't happen in this league is because there are so many teams that are successful, that have money, that has a little bit of power, has a little bit of clout. That prevents that situation from happening in this league. It's the reason we're so freaking powerful. Even the Big Ten that wants to do it, they can't do what we do because they don't have the track record, everything written down of exactly how it could go. And it's absolutely fantastic, honestly. So, looking for a delicious treat, but do not want all the fat and calories, then you've got to try Built Bar. We just got through the holidays, and I know my goal is to eat a little healthier this year. Um, but with Built, healthy is actually tasty, seriously. They're so delicious, you won't think they're good for you. It's a perfect for your New Year's resolution if you're still doing it in mid-February. What makes the Built Bar so good? Well, they're 100% real chocolate for one. That's right, real chocolate. And they come in unbelievable flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, and coconut almond. I am not sure how Built does it, but these bars taste like a candy bar while maintaining amazing macros. What's even better is that they're healthy. Only 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, with a whopping 17 grams of protein. But now, This is very important. Everybody needs to listen to. 
you don't need to just go to built.com and make an order like we've told you for years at this point. You can go to the nearest Walmart, into the pharmacy section, pick up a four-pack of Built Bars. That's right. Head to your nearest Walmart today. Walk into the pharmacy section. Grab yourself a box of Built Bars. You can pick up that four-bar box of cookies and cream, double chocolate, or coconut puffs. If you are close to a Sam's Club, though, this is, this is awesome. Run in and grab a 13-bar box with our hit flavors, brownie batter and churro. You can thank me later. It's not just go to built.com and put in the promo code locked on 15 anymore. Now you can go to Walmart and do it. They're expanding. It's really cool stuff. I've got built bars all in my freezer. Um, really, really good stuff. I'm pretty fired up about that. So check those guys out right now. All right, thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast, including YouTube. So sign up for the YouTube program or YouTube. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Um, hit the bell for notifications. Comment down below and, of course, upvote the video itself. Now, we have talked about why 2024 is so important to Ole Miss football and specifically Ole Miss athletics, honestly. The, with the basketball coaching hire and everything going on, this is going to be a major influential 12-month period in Ole Miss athletics because 2024, unbelievably important. We talked about how Texas and Oklahoma will be fine in the SEC. They're, they're, what might be a 10-1 and team will probably be a 9-3 and team, but Texas and Oklahoma would not have come into the SEC if that wasn't a problem. The whole thing that everybody wants to do is getting into that tournament, and the SEC is going to position them in a way that allows them to do that. No. So the question becomes now, what happens now? Is the expansion over? Probably not. Although 16 and the way it works in the SEC is absolutely perfect. But if you look at the map right now of teams that are in the SEC, there's absolutely three states that are kind of missing. And one of them, you wouldn't necessarily consider an SEC state, but it fits because of Missouri. So if you're looking at holes on the map, there are three states that I think we need to look at for the future. One, North Carolina, obvious, free space, right? Two, Virginia, free space. Everybody can see that. When you look at the map, those stick out like sore thumbs. And those are probably the reasons the ACC is going to be very nervous. The Big Ten is also hunting around with ACC teams, but that grant of rights goes to 2035. It's like 12 years from now. So we have time before that happens. The other that is interesting to me, and like I said, it's not an SEC state, but honestly, neither is Missouri. And if you want to build up programs other than football, and specifically men's basketball. Kansas. So three teams, or three states, could make the footprint very even. And it actually, if you look at a map, like Kansas is pretty much the geographical center of the United States. Boy, that would be southeast. So it would make a little bit of sense. But the Virginia and Virginia Tech thing, whichever one, you know, the SEC and Big Ten is probably going to fight over Virginia and North Carolina. That's the fight coming up. 
And that is what you should probably keep your eye on. But I'm the type of person that's like, hey, the SEC, if they're going to do this, they need to do this. We need to basically recreate a modern version of the Southern Conference from 1927 or whenever that was. Bring in Virginia. Bring in North Carolina. Heck, bring in Duke or NC State. Bring in Georgia Tech. Bring in Clemson. Bring in Miami. Bring in Florida State. Bring in Kansas. Bring in Oklahoma State. And you make this nice little league that gets separated. Now, the problem is when you do that, you have to do divisions. College football cannot play everybody, and you're not going to have a single division set up like we are going to likely have with the 16-team conference. But if you do it, you can organize it in such a way that it'll A, be essentially the whole southeast portion of the United States. It'll be by far the most valuable conference. And it would involve teams that actually really care about what's going on. Whenever we joke about it means more, it's because it does. So we'll see exactly how that goes. Now, I'm really excited about this. Tomorrow we are going to have Jonathan Davis from Locked on Longhorns. I'm trying to get John Williams or Josh Helmer. Um, on from Locked On Sooners to talk about it as well. We are going to talk about 2024 for the next week. It's a slow content week. Um, it is what it is. We're, we're going towards Delaware State. We're going to have Derek Vandy Griff on. We're going to talk a little bit of baseball. But content-wise, this is kind of a perfect time to do it. So we'll see exactly how it goes. But again, you know, I wanted to get this recorded before the Super Bowl. I've got a ton of people coming over. Um, we're, we're going to watch the game and enjoy it, but I think it's very important with 2024 coming in and what all that means. It is the most important year in the history of Ole Miss football, and that includes when they won national championships in the late 50s, early 60s. That includes everything. 2024 is the year that Ole Miss needs to be working for. Everything needs to be pointing towards that. Whenever we talk about Walker Howard, and we talk about Ole Miss's quarterback competition. We talk about how important development is this year and why it's important for him to get game reps this year because Ole Miss will be better if he is the guy in 2024 and ready to go. And it's really, really interesting stuff. The defense has this year to get right because it's going to be a little bit of a conky fit this year. Next year, it will be important that everything is there. You need to recruit to it. You need to figure out what's going on. You need to hit the transfer portal. You need to do what you can to transform that defense from a 3-2-6 to what Pete Golding does. We've got a lot of good stuff. A lot of good stuff coming up. And it all starts and really kicks off with this 2024 season. Texas and Oklahoma coming into the SEC. It's a seminal, transformative moment that everybody needs to kind of get their mind right for the time being. Like I said, it's going to be really great. I'm I'm planning on doing potentially shows this year, basically that just gives people updates of what's going on with Texas and Oklahoma. You know, talking about that. Seeing what's going on. Arch Watch. 
Quinn Ewers, which, by the way, I think Quinn Ewers is going to be a really good quarterback for the University of Texas. I, I think that's the wild card that everybody has. But it's, we've gotten to the point where it doesn't matter what you have. It's what you're getting that's more important. That's what everybody looks at, even in the signing class. We do the same thing with Walker Howard, honestly. But it is what it is. This... 2024 season with the playoff in Texas and Oklahoma and everything coalescing in one space, a new schedule for the SEC. Most important year in SEC football for the Ole Miss Rebels. Not really close. And a lot of it has to do with the fact that the Ole Miss Rebels have a chance to make that 12-team playoff. They're going to be really, really good. I'm just... Pretty fired up about it. Anyway, thanks again for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. Now you can make sure and check out our brand new podcast, Locked On College Basketball. It has everything you need to know about college basketball in one place. Hear from big name experts, insiders, coaches, and players. It's Locked On College Basketball. It's available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Like I said, I hope you guys enjoyed the Super Bowl last night um, and you know, we are going to talk about this 2024 a little bit for the next couple of days. We're going to get ready for the for opening of the Delaware State series and this little content vacuum that is going on. We're, we were going to have some fun right now because it doesn't make sense not to. Anyway, thank you very much for stopping by today, and we'll see you tomorrow. Peace.